This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to Blurring the Lines podcast. This is episode 101, and I'm your host, Adam Bell, and joining me as always is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. How you doing, Peter? Feeling pretty good. It's Friday. <laughs> I mean, it's almost always Friday when we, you know, record, but still, overall for a Friday, I'm feeling pretty good. You, I notice you have a, a copper armband on. I've got two copper <laughs> sleeves, one on each elbow, and I'm also wearing my Tesla brand copper compression leggings and shorts combination as well. And now, it has nothing to do with the car company. <laughs> yeah. and, and he doesn't look like C-3PO either. I mean, it's it, the yeah. copper infused or whatever. <laughs> I don't know how these things, they're, they're what, like 80% copper or something? But, it, you know, it feels like you're wearing fabric, you know? Mm-hmm. But I like to think of it as um, elven chain mail. There you go. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, that was always the big thing. You know, there were all these different types of armor that you could have. And one of them, you know, like the one to die for was elfin chainmails. Yeah, like you, you needed mithril. <laughs> well, there, there you go. See, elfin chain, I think in some campaigns, could have been made out of mithril. Yeah. But when the elves made it, it was a silky, finely spun thing, and it was lighter so if you were playing a, you know, like a rogue, agile, dexterity-based character, you could still do all your cool stuff, even though you were wearing metal. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling kind of like I'm channeling my inner Legolas right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm feeling so good. I've got all this you know, copper. <laughs> you got copper? You're getting, you're, are you anywhere near your phone charger? Is it one of those wireless phone chargers? Maybe <laughs> you're just charging. <laughs> Here's my cheat charger. I'll just put my I'll just rest my arm. Woo hoo! Damn, Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, funny. Yeah. So how are you doing? Enough I, about me. I was just listening to a podcast about narcissism, so I'm going to just shut up now. Yeah. Enough about me. What do you think about me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm doing well. It it it's also Friday here in Tennessee, so. Uh, and the weather is not too bad. You know, we're going to a football game, you know, a high school football game tonight. So that'll be fun. You know, on Friday nights now, Elizabeth and I get to go eat dinner by ourselves because Lexi's already gone to the football game and Ashlyn doesn't live here anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we get, you know, you know, we go to our marriage. Uh, it's not, it's not counseling. It's a, it's like a group for, uh, we meet quarterly to shoot. I can't think of what it's called, but it's, it's for positive marriage things, not like counseling with a counselor because I, I, things I, are bad. I gather that, but yeah. it's good to clarify these things. Though. <laughs> you never know what people might, you know, accuse uh, yeah. what conclusions to which people may jump. But one of the, one of the homework assignments is, is date nights. So we can, we can mark these down as homework and as a date night. You know, we're actually doing date nights, eating dinner together by ourselves at a restaurant. I mean, it, 
Oh, in a restaurant. Okay. I was going to say, you know, like sitting at home eating dinner. I mean, that sounds kind of like a cop out. <laughs> yeah. I would, not, I would not call that, you know, date night. <laughs> yeah. Sitting on the couch, watching CSI, eating something that we heated up. That That's just sitting beside each other. That's not really date night. <laughs> yeah. 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 Great. Thanks. <laughs> and I would kind of be surprised. I mean, I, I've never met her, but I'd be kind of surprised if your you know, wife let you get away with calling that date night as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's all right for every once in a while, or, you know, it's okay as sometimes, but if that were the norm, that would be, nah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's she, wouldn't, cool. she wouldn't go for that. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's good. It sounds like it's like proactive, um, you know, it's not therapy as much as like, you know, like exercise, you know, it's good. Exactly. Good to keep things in shape. And I'm, I'm totally supporting that. You know, I, I don't have, um, you know, there, I know there's a stigma still around therapy these days. And I don't really see it like that. I, I see it as, you know, like mental exercise. Mm-hmm. And um, frankly, um, I think I get a lot of the same benefits out of meditation. Mm-hmm. But there's a time and a place for everything, and they are distinct. They have separate, um, you know, separate benefits and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think you know, therapy in many forms is is beneficial. Yeah. Well, one of the, this this program that we're doing is actually called Grace Ministries, and instead of like focusing on the things that make you feel bad, you focus on the things that make you feel good. You what know? a novel concept! <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if you, you if your spouse does something that you like, you know, I really like it when you when you do that. You know, you know, if it's, if, you know, you get, everybody has their, you know, we call them the different love languages. I don't know if you've read any of those books, but you know, for me, like time spent is, is one of my love languages. So, you know, I would say, well, I enjoyed, I I really enjoyed hanging out with you for dinner tonight because that, you know, if that is my love language and that's how I like expressing that, then they're like, okay, well, let's hang out more often rather than. We never hang out together. Yeah. We used to always hang out, but we never do this anymore. Wine, bitch, moon. <laughs> yeah. That's conducive to positive behavior. Wine, bitching, and moaning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So, so but that's good. So, that's what we're, what's what we're doing tonight. And Ashlyn's coming home from first weekend from, from college. So, we'll visit with her for a little bit. Yeah, it's, um, my, uh, the, my, my supervisor at the hospital, um, he, his youngest just went off to college. Mm-hmm. So now all of them, you know, the nest is empty. So <laughs> I put you two in touch in case you want to have, you know, like uh, you know, compare notes and something. He's got any tips for you. Yeah. He's, he's going to move between now and Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were talking about that, you know, he's like, what are my plans? What am I going to be doing now? And, you know, so I don't think they are. I, I think, I think he's probably going to be still around. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think I'll be stepping into his, uh, you know, his, his office uh, sometime between now and Christmas. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. So what, what do you want to talk about? Well, I, I don't know. I thought I kind of, um, I, I liked the title of this episode. I thought that was funny, the title that you had given it. And I was just wondering if you had a reason for entitling that. Uh, no, I didn't. You know, just, just arg. I thought, I thought that would be. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, like you said, not like a pilot, but or pilot, a pirate. <laughs> no, not like a pilot either. <laughs> not like a pilot, not like a pirate. Yeah, but uh, sometimes life is like that. It's like arg. <laughs> no, no, I didn't really have anything intent. It was completely random. <laughs> so anyway, well, let's talk about frustrations then. <laughs> arg, arg. Um, so let's see my reading lists mm-hmm. and now I talked already about you, you added this book to yours, uh, to your reading list, but I think I already talked about it. Didn't I? I wasn't sure if I couldn't remember if we talked about that. We did, didn't we? Cause that was notes from last week. Right. But did okay. you also, or you're just, no, 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 I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, I actually have an update that I did add to this, and um, yeah, I think this would be a fun one. Let's talk about my recent customer service experience with Amazon. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I had a decent one recently, but I'll, I'd like to hear yours. <laughs> well, Amazon, here's something. I was listening to a podcast a few weeks ago, and they were talking about companies motto um like if you could identify a company based on their motto Mm -hmm. or their their mission statement you know small like you know the tidbitty thing and um you know amazon's is something to the effect of to be the world's most customer centric or you know amazon identifies as the the world's most customer centric company something words to that effect okay okay so here's what happened uh, last week I came, well, two, yeah, last Tuesday I came home. Um, my cleaning ladies had been here and I keep a Kindle on my nightstand. Mm-hmm. I have two Kindles. So I have an older one, which was a seventh gen and another older one, which is an eighth gen. The eighth gen, the only reason I bought it is because it had Bluetooth and could do audio. Right. Right. No, now it's it. Um, I think it has Audible built in, but even if it doesn't, it can do text to speech. You know, right. so you read with the uh, you know the Kindle voice. My thought was that my father could use this to read books to my mom that she mm-hmm. was interested in. Well, unfortunately, you know, in classic fashion, when it comes to some kind of new technology. <laughs> made one effort and it didn't work i'm not fooling with that newfangled thing (laughs) in this case i don't entirely blame him because the process of pairing a bluetooth device with this thing specifically the little bluetooth speaker that i had it was cumbersome Mm -hmm. and anything for me like without thinking about it, I will try this, turn this off, turn this on again, tap, turn off Bluetooth, turn it on again, you know, just like fiddle with it until it starts working. Right. I don't have to think about it. It costs me almost zero brain cycles. It just kind of happens. Yeah. For my dad, this is like filing taxes. You know? <laughs> so I don't blame him in this case. You know, I was just like, mm-hmm. just not going to work. And I knew I was taking a risk when I did it. So, you know, okay, now I have a spare Kindle. Mm-hmm. Well, what I would do is I would keep one of them updating all the time. And with others, I would check out a book from the library, which I only had for like seven to 14 days, and then put the Kindle in airplane mode. <laughs> so now, you can read it longer. Now I have a dedicated, you know, essentially this Kindle is now a copy of that book. And yeah. it's downloaded on it. But it was perfect. You know, I would check out this book from the library and like, you know, it took me a month to read it, but great. 
So, okay, fine. Anyway, so I come home and I notice that there's a little crack on the screen. Huh. I was like, oh, great. You know, I'm thinking that they dropped something on it or, you know, dropped it on the corner of the desk or something like that. And I'm like, oh, well, not going to make a big deal out of it. And then, uh, you know, for a couple of days, I didn't even look at it. And then I looked closer at it and I touched it and I realized, wait, it's not cracked. These are like dead pixels. Oh. But it looked like a tiny little, like a little BB gun hole, you know, like right in uh -huh. the like center and up, you know, like in the top third of the screen. And I was like, oh, what's the warranty on this one? You know, because I only bought this thing at the beginning of the year. And so I looked and says, okay, Kindle warranty is our, um, you know, one year on all Amazon manufactured products. I'm like, all right. So I'm went around into their uh, into their online you know support forums and found it i tried beforehand i tried resetting the kindle and you know even if it's as it's going through the reset screen that dead spot is still there so like, <laughs> not a software problem so you yeah know, something wrong with the e-ink stuff so i was like all right so called uh you know got onto tech support on on a chat explained to the problem said look i already you know tried resetting it it's not working they're like great what's the serial number I logged into my account, got the serial number. They said, yep, it's warrantied. Here's a label. Um, UPS second day, just ship it back to us. And, you know, if we determine that it needs replacement, we'll send you a replacement. So, okay, great, thanks. Figured out, you know, reset it so it's factory, doesn't have any of my data on it. Found the box, slapped it in the box, packaged it up, walked on down to UPS, gave it to them. And I didn't even have to print a label, actually. They just gave me a, a, a QR code. A yeah. I just showed it to the guy and he said, yep, thank you very much. Takes it away. I come home and sitting on my coffee table is my other Kindle. And I pick it up and I'm like, immediately, as soon as I picked it up, I realized this, this is my new Kindle. That was <laughs> because it feels different. The newer one has slightly rounded edges. Yeah. Other than that, you know, if you hold them side by side, you can immediately tell the difference. If you hold them one at a time and you don't touch one of them for a week or two, it's kind of hard. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, crap. And so I immediately go to my email because I have an email from the customer service person. I'm like, okay, I screwed up. This is not my new Kindle. I sent you an older generation one. Uh, you know, can we cancel this? Can we intercept the shipping? But she clearly didn't quite understand she's like oh, i'm sorry we can't do anything about it but you can open up a new case or something i'm like i don't think opening up a new support case to <laughs> yeah. this or redirect the ship i don't think that means what you think it means <laughs> yeah. i was like you know what uh, i'll just wait for it they'll get it they'll look at it they'll say this is not the kindle you said it was and they'll ship it back to me and you know That's i'll feel dumb but whatever you know i'm, I'm sure it's logical yeah i'm sure they've dealt with this kind of thing in the past so okay or they've, fine or they've had somebody trying to pull pull a fast one right and that's you know and that is not what i was trying to do i mean i you know as soon as i got home i'm like i'm sorry i sent you the wrong thing you know can we stop this right so okay fine um Two days later i get this uh notification email saying we have received your return of your kindle blah 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 you know older device whatever generation and we have issued your refund 
$6 has been credited to your account. <laughs> so you lost it. It's and like, what? wait a minute. $6? I would rather have a working Kindle with a few dead pixels yeah. than $6. You know, it's, it's worth it to me to have another Kindle in the room. It's worth more than $6. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know what? I screwed up, they screwed up, but they screwed up bigger this time. <laughs> yeah, they messed up bigger than me. Right. Yeah. So, so I go back into my email again. I'm like, hi, okay, just got this note that you received my Kindle. Here's the problem. You know, you issued me a $6 refund. The email that you sent me, though, said that if you found that there was a problem or there was no problem, you would send it back to me. I assumed that you would send it back to me. Mm-hmm. So then um, the, uh, the, I get the response saying, dear Peter, I'm so sorry for this, you know, this, uh, this problem. You're right. We're going to make it better. We have issued you a refund for your a full price of your Kindle, $99. Oh, wow. I don't remember how much I paid for this but it was during a Prime Day sale a few years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it was less than $99. Yeah. So, because I remember I bought two at the same day. One was with ads, one was without ads. And yeah. this was the one without ads. But still, I was like, okay, I, thank you very much. This is great. This is more than I was expecting. You know, it's like $99, I still, it's less than I paid for the new Kindle, which was like $129. Right. But still, I'm like, this is great. This is great. I'm very happy with the solution. Thank you so much. You know, wonderful. Yeah, it's more than I was expecting, right? Right. I thought they were just, you know, like, no, really, we can just send it back to you. <laughs> so, okay, great. So, good job on you, Amazon. Um, as you might have guessed, there's more to the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I haven't actually logged into my account to see if I have that credit on file. I probably should do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Um, but I did um, log in. <laughs> I, did, um, I did log in to look at some stuff, and I was going to buy some things. Okay. But then, um, you know, I figured this is done, and, you know, like, do I want to get another Kindle? I mean, I really don't need to. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes it's nice to have a second one, but I really don't, I don't think I'm going to buy another Kindle. Um, then I logged in and I got this email from Amazon in my email and it says, uh, your order has shipped arriving by, well, I think it said it was arriving by um, Saturday, which would be tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But now I look in Amazon and uh, it's actually arriving Tuesday. Your refurbished Kindle e-reader, black six-inch glare-free touchscreen display with Wi-Fi. <laughs> so they credited me $6, then they credited me $99, and then they shipped me another replacement Kindle. <laughs> At least... That's what it looks like right now. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. Um, sure. That, that's, that's great. I'm like, I'm, what do I do? I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally afraid to say anything about it because I think they might send me like, you know, like, oh, here, have 
15 more echo devices. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they, they want you, they want you to be happy and they want you to have that Kindle device because, because you can't buy audible books and you can't buy more Kindle books if you don't have that device. And if they make that easy for you, you're going to use it, you know? So this I, is the truth. I mean, this is, this is them being customer centric, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we all know that, that the Kindle is a device. I mean, it is, they, they make you buy these things, but the purpose of these Kindles is to get you to buy their books. Yeah. Right? Now you can use it for other things. Uh, you know, people may not know this, but you can email you, when you set up a Kindle, you get an email address associated with it. Mm -hmm. And you can send PDF documents, and I think mm -hmm. Word documents too. I'm not sure. Um, I think so. Send, you can send you know messages to mm. your um, you know send send files to your Kindles, and you can read them, and that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, and I do like them. Um, I do like the fact that when I um, when I play with my Kindle, uh, I can't do anything else with it. You know, I don't get as distracted as if I'm reading a book on my iPhone or on my iPad. Yeah. Like, surfing the web and email is just a touch away. <laughs> and um, so I like the fact that I, that I can focus on that and don't, you know, I don't get so distracted with that. Yeah. And, and I find it to be more relaxing for those reasons as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because. Tune out extra stuff. Yeah, and I just I just looked, and sure enough, I've got a six dollar credit and a ninety nine dollar credit on my Amazon credit card. Well, they've probably looked at your history and said he's going to spend it. Yeah. He's going to spend it with us. So exactly. <laughs> yeah, this guy is. Yeah, we're, this this guy's solid. Send him another Kindle. You know what? Send him another Kindle while you're at it. <laughs> Make it easier. Send him a couple dots while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just sent him $99, and we predict that, that by, like, within two hours of him getting this Kindle, he'll have spent it right back with us again. So, he's <laughs> yeah. good. He's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I had, I, you know, I had pretty – well, I, I love my Kindle, and I've got the new – the well, the newest one, it, well, they add them all the time, but it, it may not be the newest one, but I bought it this year, but it's waterproof – and I took it to the beach and I didn't worry about getting sand in it. And it's got Bluetooth, like you said, and man, I, I like it a lot. Um, so I'm pleased with it. So this week I had one of my, one of my guys told me his laptop battery was dead. So I said, send me the OEM link and I'll buy it on Amazon. I mean, for an OEM battery. Mm -hmm. And he, he sent it to me and, and I didn't even question him about whether he troubleshot the battery. No, he said one of your guys. One of one of my my techs. Just wanted to be clear. Not yeah. one of your customers. Not one of my customers. So I expected I expected that he'd already tested everything and knew that the battery was dead. And you know, I, I didn't even question it. I just he told me within the half hour I ordered it, the next day I had the new battery. Well, he put the new battery in. He says, "Hey, boss, I I think that wait, this, wait, wait. Uh, let me guess, let me guess, this battery's dead too." Yes. <laughs> wow. What are the what are the odds? What are the odds? That's that's crazy. Two dead batteries in a row. <laughs> wow. 
And I said, well, I can see from your laptop right here, it's got a blinking orange light, not a solid orange light, like it's charging that battery. Oh. <laughs> so, so he put it, you know, I was like, well, I just wasted $70 because I bought the OEM battery, not the $20 Chinese knockoff. I bought, you know. What, what brand? Is Dell's? It was, a, it was a Toshiba. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so he put the box over by my desk, you know, with a sticky note on it, return to debt or return to Amazon. I was like, man, they're not going to take an open battery, you know, cause I wouldn't want to take an open battery because you don't know what somebody did to it. They could have put high voltage through it. They could have put it up against a bad motherboard that wasn't charging properly. Like we did. Uh, you know, like so, did. <laughs> so it may be compromised. I don't, I mean, I don't think it was because it wasn't charging at all. So it wasn't like it was overcharging it. It was just not doing anything with it. Right. And I went into my order history, said return, said we didn't need the battery. Boom, gone. They refunded it, you know, next day. And, and I, I could take it to Kohl's and drop it off for free. I didn't have to sh pay for shipping if I take it to Kohl's. So I boxed it up and, and I actually, they said, you don't have to put any of the paperwork, just take the paperwork to Kohl's. They'll box it up and everything. Well, I went ahead and boxed it up because I feel better that way. You know, I know that my box was closed with my stickers and my, you know, my return stuff, uh, but they took it, but you know what they did? They yeah. gave me, <laughs> they gave me a return. Uh, you know, they printed out a thing, but they gave me Kohl's coupons. Yes. <laughs> to go since I, and you know, do you know when the last time I've set foot in Kohl's? I actually set foot in Kohl's last year. Um, <laughs> so, um, so no, but I don't know the when you last set foot in Kohl's. Yeah. When, when was that? I don't think it's been this decade, you know. <laughs> It's, so I, I just don't, I have no reason to go there. I have no reason to go to any retail store. As it happens. So here's the funny thing. Over the last, um, you know, I had, I had taken a break from buying things on Amazon. I really, you know, for a while I was just like buying things left and right. You know? And um, partially probably in, influenced by my ex-girlfriend being an Amazon employee. <laughs> My, might have been. May have, may have been just slightly relevant. But anyway, um, but I, you know, I took a, a, a break over this year and, you know, I was making sure, okay, I'm only going to buy things that I really need and, you know, just, just kind of like, you know, just, just dial it back a little bit. And that's good. You know, I know that's the last thing they want to hear, especially after shipping me that, uh, that Kindle. But, <laughs> um, but still, I, um, you know, I cut back. But in the last few weeks, I definitely, you know, had a few returns. And so there was the, the usual um, Amazon drop-off, you know, pick a location nearby. Mm -hmm. And there's one, you know, with like a half mile away from uh, one of the yoga studios where I teach. Right. That's usually fairly convenient. I mean, yeah, I still have to find a, you know, a parking spot, which can be a little bit of a pain. But in general, it's not like I'm driving, you know, a, a long distance to go find yeah. my own place. Okay, fine. So that's good. Uh, the other thing is uh, they gave me that one with the UPS return label. So um, a few weeks ago, I ordered a patio umbrella for my back deck. Mm -hmm. okay? 
And I guess I wasn't paying attention because I ordered it and then I realized, wait, I need a base for this thing. Yeah. And then I found like, oh, well, buy all three, buy the base and the patio umbrella and something else that goes with it. And I did that. Thought I had canceled it, but apparently didn't. <laughs> so I got two. <laughs> okay, great. So now I have two of these things. Um, so I had to return that. And it was a big, you know, patio umbrella, big box. So you can't apparently take that to an Amazon drop-off location. Okay. You, so that was one where they gave me a, the, a UPS return, um, another UPS return label. Mm-hmm. And then I had to return something else. Oh, that was the, the original. I bought these copper compression sleeves. These are mm-hmm. large. The first ones I bought were medium and they were too small. Huh. So, I, you know, I thought about it when I ordered them. I almost ordered a medium and a large fully expecting, but I was like, no, I, you know, there's no reason to force a return. Let me just yeah. order one. I, I think medium will probably be well. It's so hard to tell because these mm-hmm. compression sleeves, I have some that are size medium and, you know, from another manufacturer, you buy a large and they're smaller than the mediums. So yeah, I would have, you know, I would have guessed medium for yeah, you. I would, I would have thought, you know, a little tighter would be good, but it was like so tight that I could barely flex my muscles. So I was just like, <laughs> that's a little too tight. So I got the return for that. And they're like, okay, yeah, you're going to take this return to your nearest Coles. I'm like, well, that's new. But what I did, what is good for me, while I haven't really stepped foot in Kohl's much, um, it's right next to the Wegmans where I buy almost all my groceries. Yeah. So for me, it actually, I'm like, that's even better <laughs> because I'm <laughs> buying food two or three times a week. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'll do that. So that's cool. Yeah. So that works fine. So, so yeah, prior to that, I think I went there Sometime last year, I was looking for like a pair of jeans just to see what their Levi's selection was like. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't end up buying anything there. But on that note, I did buy two pairs of Levi's last week. <laughs> and uh, I've, I've upgraded now. I'm using the, new, um, the newer Athletic Fit, the 541s. Mm-hmm. So I bought two pairs of the jet black denim ones. Mm-hmm. And I wear those when I have to go to, to work at the hospital. they look just like a pair of slacks so so i bought those and they were like i I don't remember the exact price but they had this thing as well if you buy two of them they're only this much Mm -hmm. and then as i was looking and i'm standing there in the checkout line it's like oh ask about our student discount i was like yeah what do you need to prove a student discount? They're like, well, if you don't have ID, you just need us to, to you need to show us your email on your phone. <laughs> I can do that. There I am. Here's my Champlain EDU email. And she's like, great. So I got essentially two pairs for the price of one. So I was like, nice. Student discounts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always forget about that too. I'm like, I'm a student now. I must remember to tap this benefit. <laughs> Well, do you ever do you are you a Joseph A. Banks? Are they are they one of yours? I have a uh, have had I don't know. I had a Joseph A. Banks suit one time a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but lately, what I would normally wear is a um, uh, uh, J. Crew uh, Ludlow Ludlow cut. That's what I usually wear now. Mm-hmm. Well, I bought some jackets in the spring and man, they were expensive. Uh, you know, and so everything is like, 
it's like really on sale or it's really like ridiculously expensive. Uh, I had like, I had a $50 credit from previous from, from buying those jackets. And I was like, well, I need to use this credit. And they had their uh, shirts, long sleeve dress shirts out. And those stupid shirts are $105 a piece. Yeah. I just, I mean, I just cannot wrap my head around wearing a shirt that is a $100 shirt. I don't care how, you know, how well off I am. One drop of spaghetti or, one, you know, one drip of coffee. <laughs> and if you don't, I mean, if I, if I mess up my dress shirt, I'm very disappointed. Yes. But I don't think I just threw away $100 on something that I'm wearing. Yeah. So, I, so. <laughs> I feel you because I, I tend to think that I look, I look best in white. Mm-hmm. And I very rarely wear white because it seems like every time I do, I end up either with like spaghetti sauce, pizza sauce, Soy sauce, yeah. Coffee, you know, <laughs> something on it. And it's just like, I'm stressing out so much eating so carefully and stuff. And then something <laughs> will happen. Like, I'll be pressing the AeroPress and, you know, like everything goes great. Pressed it down. Everything's fine. Everything great. No splashes, no nothing. And then I go to undo, you know, unscrew the cap from it and I do it and splash. You know, uh, yeah. and yeah. I've been told, you know, like, oh, just put, use a little bit of cold water. Oh, just uh, <laughs> use a little uh, baking soda or hydrogen peroxide, or it, it never comes out. Yeah, and, and I've got several. Um, you know, I bought a few of these shirts uh, on sale a few years ago. You know, a few white T-shirts. Mm -hmm. I've got a lot of them and you know, they just get this one little spot. I'm like, Oh, no one will ever notice it. Yeah. But I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I ended up, I got, they had a deal where you got buy one, get one. So it was $105 for two shirts. Right. And then I had my $50 credit. So I bought two $100 shirts for $50 plus tax and shipping. So I, I could feel okay wearing a $25 shirt. I just couldn't, I couldn't get my head wrapped yeah. around that hundred dollar. But well, now the, the secret though, the secret with things like J crew and all those guys is you've, you've got to like go when they have their 40% off sales or something, yeah. you know, you got to time it right. So that's what I, I got an email today. They were doing their polo shirts, their summer polo shirts for $12 each. And if you spent over $46, you got free shipping. Well, 12 times three is only 36. So you got to buy four if you want the free shipping. That's how they get that. <laughs> so, so I did, I was like, and they were $12 shirts and they were the nice shirts. So I got four of them and I like, well, I, couldn't I didn't win on the uh, long sleeve shirts, but I've got short sleeve shirts for next year for sure. And I'm gonna throw away some of the crappy ones I have. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I did that. I went through a purge of uh, a clothing purge a while ago, you know, stuff that either didn't fit. I just didn't like, you know, like, okay, I've literally moved that from my house in Vermont to my house in summer, my condo in Somerville to my condo in Medford to my other condo in Medford. And I have not worn it. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, going away. Yeah. And as it happens, there's a, um, there's a, a Goodwill, you know, donation place there uh, just down, like right around the corner on the, um, uh, the route that I take when I go running. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, everything must be in a bag. I'm like, great, grab a little plastic grocery bag, stuff it full of clothes, <laughs> yeah. start my run, pitch it in the thing as I go by. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh. yeah, I definitely got rid of a lot of stuff. And, you know, I didn't, not, usually it's just like, you know, I just I just can't see myself wearing this again, you know, and mm-hmm. rid of it. But I didn't also rush out to try to replace it. Right. You know, obviously if I have, clothes sitting there in a dresser that I haven't been wearing, I don't really need them. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I definitely tried to cut down on, uh, on stuff like that. So. Cool. All right. We, we were going to talk about email a little bit as a topic. Email as a topic, specifically email clients. Like what okay. do you use as an email client? So just, I, let's start with you. <laughs> I use Google Chrome as my email client. (laughs) And what email service do you use with Google Chrome? I use Google or G Suite. Okay. So I'm using the the web portal for G Suite. Mm -hmm. And for my personal, I use Gmail as well. Okay. So essentially pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's the the professional version or the home version. Um, I also do the same. Um, but I also for the, through the hospital, we, uh, use, uh, on-premise, uh, Microsoft exchange enterprise. Mm-hmm. So I have to use outlook. Or, you, you don't get OWA or outlook web access. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, but you know, because of security concerns and stuff, we don't allow you to just install all the cool add-ons that make, Outlook or OA as functional as something like Gmail. <laughs> and I just can't understand people who, <laughs> one, of, one of my neighbors, um, she has a Gmail account and she has her work account and she uses her work email for everything. Uh, We've all told her on a number of occasions why this is a bad idea, don't do this, but she prefers Outlook. Uh-huh. Over, over Gmail, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what about on your phone? Uh, I use the Gmail app because okay. it more closely represents the, the web portal. Yep. I have been using the Gmail app for some time. Uh, prior to that, I was using Outlook for iOS. Uh-huh. And and, uh, and prior to the, well prior to that it was called Accompli you know before they bought them before <laughs> Microsoft bought it uh, and I definitely played with a few of those um, I was using Gmail for and I still got it you know configured uh, on my iPhone but uh, a couple weeks ago I decided to experiment with Spark okay and Spark is another one it's a client based but it like all the other, um, you know, uh, services out there, it's, you know, service-based. So yes, I'm giving somebody else access to my email. 
but everybody's already got it anyway, so you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, put <sighs> anything confidential in it at all, anyway. Well, I try not to, but other people sure as hell do. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I've been playing with it, and it's cross-platform in the sense that it runs on iOS and macOS. Now, there's no Windows version of it. Um, but that said, you know, I've been using, if, um, if I don't use the Gmail interface on Windows, I would also use, uh, like, Windows Mail. I've played with that. Um, right. In the past, I had used Thunderbird for, for many years. That was my primary, you know, go-to for a long time. Um, so there's a lot of different, um, you know, a lot of different options out there. But uh, I've been playing with Spark. And one of the things that, um, that I like about it is they try to break things up sort of like the Gmail tabs do. Um, you know, Gmail tabs, if you have those enabled, you've got primary, social, promotions, updates, and forums. Mm -hmm. Spark does, um, uh, what do they call it? There's personal notifications and newsletters. Okay. So it's not as many choices. Um, I think I could work with that because stuff that they call social promotions, uh, you know, uh, um, and um, uh, forums, those are, I, you know, I consider those all the same thing. They're essentially newsletters as far as I'm concerned. But uh, updates and notifications, you know, those are separate. The problem is that you don't seem to be able to customize it. It's... Mm -hmm. If, if you get an email that's addressed to you, they think that that's a personal email. Well, I subscribe to the SANS advisory board mailing list, and that is a high volume list. And you need to train it. So every email that comes in, you have to say, you know, no, this is not personal. This was a newsletter. No, this is not personal. This is a newsletter. And eventually it's going to learn based on the sender. But there are maybe thousands of people on this mailing list. <laughs> Huh. I'm spending a lot of time, you know, like training it, saying, no, this is, no, 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 that's not it either. You know, trying to get it to, uh, to learn. So, um, but so far it's pretty cool. It does a, a lot of the uh, advanced features that I've come to expect in an email client, like snoozing messages. Mm -hmm. Or um, the, one of the things nice too is it has a uh, delayed send uh, feature. So I can say, you know, send this email tomorrow. And that's kind of cool. I really like that. Um, now I haven't tested it though to see, but I'm pretty sure it's server side. So that if you say delayed send on your iPhone, you know, cause you, once you start stop reading your email and stuff, it's gonna get backgrounded and eventually, you know, go to sleep. Um, so I'm pretty sure, but I haven't confirmed this, that it's, uh, you know, you say delayed send, it goes up to their server, and then at the right time, they kick it back off to your Gmail or whatever service you're using. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty cool, and it does include a calendar. So, mm -hmm. you know, like the, unlike the Gmail client, but like the Microsoft Outlook for iOS client, it has a calendar built in. So um, it's pretty cool. It's working out pretty well for me. The Macintosh version, I'm not using quite as much. I'm using that for the training, but it's, uh, it's a little slow and bloated on my old MacBook Air. Yeah. And it definitely gets like, if, if there's a message with a, lot, a thread with a lot of messages in it and I go to train it, it's like I click on the category 
and I get the beach ball, and it thinks, and it thinks, <laughs> and then it lets me recategorize it. I'm like, yeah, starting to remember what it's like to use an old computer. <laughs> so, so. Is that one not falling on the Peter Nicolaitis technology refresh schedule yet? Well, if you recall, you and Scott are to hold me honest and not let me buy a new computer until next year. Okay. <laughs> so I've still got a few months, a few more months to go. So, But speaking of the technology refresh schedule, let's switch topics a little bit. And well, what, or did you I, want to talk more about your clients? Well, okay. I wanted to talk about Slack as a uh, messaging replacement for email. Yeah. Have you heard that? Have you heard I, people trying to do that? Well, I use Slack all the time. Well, you know, so, so Slack, you know, for people who don't know what Slack is, it's a messaging portal and you create a, you create a group and you've got these groupings in there and you can send messages. So like if Peter and Tim Richter and I wanted to create a group, the, the beekeepers group of America, <clears throat> you know, we could, we could create a group and then we could just start sending messages in there. We could send pictures, we could send files, we could send collaboration. Well, I've heard of enterprises considering getting rid of email and using Slack for this messaging. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that working just as well as Tesla replacing, uh, Tesla replacing their uh, call centers with uh, email and the app for uh, customer service requests. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it, well, I don't know. I mean, I could see the concept of it, you know, and I could see, you know, if it's a, if it's a board like that, and if it's a group, you know, a team, you know, members of the team could leave and you wouldn't lose those messages, you know, like email right now, if, you know, employee John Smith leaves, you know, who, well, who wants to keep all of his emails? If it's a paid plan. If it's not, oh, a yeah. plan, Slack messages drop off, you know, they start first in, first out eventually. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about, I'm talking about business from a business application standpoint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but also for there, don't you think a business should have, I don't know, email archiving? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, no I, one does that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they last forever. So I could see somebody getting to that point and I could see somebody trying, I could see like Slack trying to sell that, you know, saying you should get away from email. It's slow and has to go over the internet and it's not secure. Oh, they have, uh, believe me, that's, yeah. that's exactly what they've been doing. <laughs> you know, cause all these messages are secure and in house and, you know, in your, in this messaging board. And, and I, I see that, but there's certain things about email that you just can't replace as far as like, it doesn't matter what device you're on. It doesn't matter what network you're on. It doesn't matter, you know, where you are. If you can, you, you can find a way to get that email to you. Slack. I mean, it's mean, pretty cross portable, cross platform and, and it does work. There's a, there's a web interface to it. So mm -hmm. it's, it's fairly common. Yeah. I haven't, I don't know. I mean, if I can get other than like, you know, a Linux command prompt and Elm or pine or the good old mail client, I I don't think <laughs> I've seen a, a machine that I couldn't run Slack on that I, that I could run email on recently. Yeah. I don't know. So, so what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on, getting rid of email and going to Slack? There, I mean, 
it can serve as a replacement in certain circumstances, but it's the, the two use cases are not the same because um, you need to, let, let's say, I mean, you start with the assumption that everyone has email. Mm -hmm. Not everyone has Slack and certainly not everyone has a Slack account on your Slack instance. Mm -hmm. You know, so the way it works, it's not like, you know, everybody who logs into, say, Facebook has, you know, the ability to message each other. It doesn't work that way with Slack. Everyone has your own Slack channel. Essentially, Slack is really just a reskinned IRC, Internet, uh -huh. chat, you know, from the 90s. Mm -hmm. um, only, you know, it's got some polish and it has a lot of app integrations. I mean, you could also say that, that Slack or that IRC did as well, maybe minus the polish. Yeah. Um, but um, it's it's not a replacement. I mean, there's a lot. I, I spend a lot more time uh, corresponding with my colleagues and members of my team in Slack than we do in email. Mm -hmm. But we, you know, that's mostly internal to my team. Right. So if we're going to be, um, you know, if the, everyone else is interacting with email, it's a lot easier for me to forward an email to one of my colleagues than it is to, you know, like extract the message and, paste it into Slack or something like that. Right. Um, so I don't think it's a true replacement, but I, it can substitute, just like email can replace a lot of phone calls. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, not always, but most of the time, I greatly prefer email to phone calls. Mm -hmm. And if it's an option, I prefer Slack over an email. Mm -hmm. It's usually a little faster. It's a little lower friction. It's a little easier to, you know, get in, get out, done. And it's a little more real time. I know some people use email as if it's an instant messaging client. And it's not. No, it's not. You know, and I know some places do that. They like send one word emails back or, or they send the entire um, message in the subject line. Yeah, you know, and it's just like ah, no, it's arg. Not what this. Yeah, arg. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> not what this was. Um, you know, it's not what this was designed for. So. Yeah. Well, and so for my internal teams, we use Hangouts, and and I, I and I insist on Hangouts for the chat stuff. One because Google makes it searchable. So if we talk about something in Hangouts, it's searchable as if it were an email, even though it's not an email. So I, I do that. But so I've got, you know, I'm in the 20. So we've got this disparate group of, you know, IT owners in there, 150 some odd, whatever. And if you want to disseminate information, a Slack channel is a great way to share that information with a whole bunch of people because mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about it going into spam. You don't have to worry about it not getting to their email or if they don't read it right then, then they can go to the Slack channel and review the information. Or even if they, you know, if they missed it, they say, well, go look at the Slack channel and you can see this information on this particular topic, you know, marketing, the marketing channel, you can go in there and see all the collaboration on there. Yep. And you can see this collaboration that's happened between people that had nothing to do with you, like, like IRC, yes. you know, where you, they were having communication about, right. you know, whatever technology and you can go there and listen to the, or, read their conversation. Yeah. You can ruin stuff, stuff that wasn't directed at you. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and didn't cloud up your inbox with emails. Cause you remember where you were in the news feed days back when all that crap came in as an email, you remember <laughs> with your outlook express where you had the newsletter or the news feed section. <laughs> oh yeah. That was great. We're going to put RSS feeds into your email. I'm like, okay, I kind of get what you're doing, but no, it's just really clutters everything up. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't stick around for a long, I mean, it, it did stick around a while, but we have since evolved. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's, it's a different use case and I know some people don't understand it. They don't, um, you know, like I'm part of a, um, a forum of healthcare providers in new England and, uh, specifically around security. And I set up a Slack channel for this group a while ago. They also have a Google group. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing, you know, the, one of the first questions after a while, people were asking, like, well, when do we use Slack? When do we use email? And I was just like, <laughs> it's one of those things, just got to, you'll figure it out, right? <laughs> and some of us, you know, the more technical ones, we immediately gravitated over to Slack. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but there's still plenty of emails going around. So just today, somebody sent an email today asking, um, uh, what, um, what, what do you have as far as a, like a steering committee for security? Mm-hmm. So that's an email topic back and forth. Um, also, just as we were starting the podcast, one of my colleagues from another hospital posted that Metasploit has released a blue keep exploit. <laughs> I said, well, it's about time. Now can we actually patch the darn thing? <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, either of those could have been either way. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like it's the person who's sending it and stuff. So it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. But, you know, some people, one thing I just don't like, I just cannot stand is when people will send me an email and all they say is, can you call me? <laughs> To to which I'll respond, sure, what is it about? (laughs) You know, and sometimes I understand, sometimes, on rare occasions, it is easier to explain something over the phone than it is to email it. (laughs) Usually, however, the person is just being lazy and doesn't want to take the time to think about the message and take the time to craft it and they just want to, you know, oh, it's just easier for you. I'm like, yeah, easier for you, harder for me, mm-hmm. right? And so my policy generally is if anyone says they want a meeting or can you call me, I always push back and ask, what is it about? And usually, quite often, they explain to me what it's about and I can answer in one or two emails back. And, you know, usually it's like, oh, what is it about? Well, we need to talk about uh, that request for the new computer. I'm like, okay, what questions do you have so I can prepare in advance? Yeah. Well, we need to know what the application is going to be. Well, we're going to use it as a security scanner for this affiliate network over here. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. Do we still need a call? No. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. Well, and, you know, one other thing that I thought about was Slack that I don't like, and I don't have any real rational reason why I don't like it. I don't like direct messaging in Slack. Okay. Um, which doesn't, it's, it's really no different than a text message, really. It's really not that much different than an email. But 
I don't want to have another place that I have to look for communications between people and me. Uh, Cause I like, I like email for that. And I like, you know, if my closer people send me a text message, if you don't, if you're not close to me and you don't send me a, te- you're not close enough to have my cell phone for text message and you're not, sending it to me email slack is like my third and last option to look at for direct messaging and if you if you look at your slack list those direct messages just keep building up so if you've got a bunch of people that you talk to you got a big old long list and the only way you know you've got a message from them is is a little dot indicator beside it (laughs) well now you can configure slack to email you a daily update I could do that. You know, so that, that is one thing. So like when it comes to Slack, uh, I know some people who, you know, don't get it. Like, you know, my boss, uh, you know, at the hospital a while ago, he was saying like, I, I don't understand that we have all these Slack channels. What are we supposed to do with that? And I said, you don't need to stay in all of them. <laughs> and number two, you don't need to read all of them. Right. And I have posted on a number of occasions, um, uh, a different, uh, like a, a guide to notifications and tuning Slack. Mm-hmm. Like I have it set that in most channels, I just want to know if someone sends me a mention, right? If they call me out by name, I don't want to hear all the chatter. Yeah. But if we're working in an incident or something, then I do want to get a notification for everything that's going on in this channel, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I tune this a lot, but, you know, (laughs) some people don't understand that and they're just getting bombarded with messages or they're never seeing anything. (laughs) And, you know, so I spent a little time just trying to teach people like, look at this, you know, you can turn these off. You don't need to stay in channels that you're not involved in anymore. You can leave those channels. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, but what I don't like is then when people do leave the channels and you invite them back in because you need them or they're in a channel, but they're not watching it and you're calling them out specifically. And they're what I don't, I don't know. I get so many notifications. I was like, that's just as bad as saying you don't read your email because you get so much email. (laughs) I like that is not acceptable. You know, that's one (laughs) thing that, um, that, that drives me nuts at the hospital culturally it is perfectly acceptable to just ignore emails oh yeah i just don't understand how that's allowed and it was kind of funny because when our new ceo took over a couple of years ago she announced a policy where she said um you know everyone should respond to their emails within 24 hours and then someone pointed out in one of her town halls that they had sent her a message and she had not responded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a kick out of that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm the same way. I, I don't, even if I'm not going to respond, like I don't have the time to answer the question that they have. Mm-hmm. I'll acknowledge that I've received the email and that I'm going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Got it let me get this to you in the next couple of days. I mean, right. if, if you get, yeah, if you get silence from me, I'm either ignoring you or didn't receive it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. so, so let's, let's, what's your etiquette for cold sales via email that you've never spoken to them on the phone, never solicited them, nor do they look legitimate junk mail. 
junk mail. I mean, I, and I don't respond. I don't respond at all. And if they're, if they're a vendor that I'm not interested in, um, I will sometimes give them the courtesy. Sorry, I am not interested. Yep. And, and leave it at that. And then I, then I inevitably get the, well, why not? Why not? (laughs) How could you not be interested? Do you know what you're missing? Why, why are you, come on, let's talk about this. (laughs) Yeah. That one I ignore. I mean, because I've done the polite thing and said, I've acknowledged that you're a person, (laughs) you know, you've got a job to do, but I am not interested and I'm not, because if I engage with them in the dialogue, you know, then that's all I would ever do is answer to the responses of every vendor that's trying to get to me. Yeah. (laughs) And I recently signed up. I don't know if it was a conference that I attended or a webinar that I signed up for, but within the last month or so, it was actually, it was right up before black hat. I just, someone opened the floodgates and I have just been getting so much vendor spam (laughs) and it ticks me off. And I was just like, you know what? I realized that I may want to hear from this company in the future, but right now I'm making a rule and I'm just blocking sender, you know, block it, block it, block (laughs) it. And um, yeah, I mean, I just get so much junk mail that I just didn't ask for. And and I love the ones where they're like, Hey, yeah, I just tried calling you. I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, did. we, you, you didn't do a very good job because I don't know who you tried calling, but it wasn't me. Yeah, we, we spoke over this on the phone. No, no we didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't. Yeah, uh, <laughs> our director at the hospital loves it when he gets uh, when someone will will tell him that and says, "Oh, we saw you on LinkedIn and yada yada." And he's like, "Yeah, I don't have a LinkedIn account, liar." <laughs> but I also have a, uh, you know, uh, it's kind of funny, my voicemail, because um, uh, I never, I'm never there and I don't, you know, use the phone there at the hospital, but I have a voicemail account. It says, um, uh, you know, if, uh, if, if, if you have a, you know, request or whatnot, please email me, right? Of course, vendors then take that, hey, I got your voicemail and I'm emailing you as you request it. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You should not have even had this phone number to begin with. How the hell did you get it? And I didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a valid question. Some, you know, people have the right to try to reach you for, you know, solicitation purposes. But some of these emails that we get are just over the top. And um, I listen to, uh, there's one podcast I listen to and periodically they will just rate a pitch. So they'll see, you know, <laughs> like, what do you think of this pitch? And, you know, it's kind of funny how these guys go and get all nitpicky and tear apart this vendor's pitch. Mm-hmm. See, So um, it's, it's entertaining to say the least how they go. And, you know, someone's like, no, this is a good pitch. And then most of the time it's like, I don't know what you're selling. You know, I don't even know what you do. And no, if you can't summarize real quick what you do, I don't want to know about it. That's one I, I saw was uh, I got a couple of weeks ago. It's like, Peter, what's your AI strategy? And I was just like, junk mail. Boom. I don't have an AI strategy. I don't need AI. Yeah. You know, what, I, what I need are tools that work. I'm not going to look for buzzword. 
to try to solve that, you know, like I may need to, you know, I may need detection and response, I may need content filtering, egress filtering, whatever, but I don't need AI. Mm -hmm. Anyway. I'll have to find the, there's a, there's a video that Robin Robbins shows and it's got the guy from Sneaky Pete, that actor. Uh, mm -hmm. And he's he's sitting at home, and the it's either the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times. One of the one of the two calls him and tries to get him to switch, and he's like, "That's it." He said, "That's not a that's not a pitch." He said, "This is you know." And he, he walks him through how to you know the guy should have pitched him, and then of course at the end he says, "So are you going to buy?" He's like, "No, I've got a subscription to whatever," and then he's up <laughs> <laughs> but, I'll have to find it. Uh, I'll put. I'll find it. Put it in the in the link or in the in the show notes. Sneaky Pete. Sneaky Pete. All right, we're getting on on time. Do we yeah. uh, need anything else to cover today, or should we? Uh, yeah, I don't think we have any more topic. I, well, I real do. quick though, you've got a ta You're attending. Uh, you've got some music happening next week. Yep. So so next week, uh, Elizabeth and I are going to go see Lenny Kravitz. At the uh, Ascend Amphitheater, It'll be outside. It'll be loud. I got to remember to earplugs. Yeah, earplugs, yeah. You know, they say if it's too loud, you're too old. I can't remember being a kid. And I've always been too old. I've, it it just hurts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I went to a Metallica concert in my twenties. And that was the loudest thing that I've ever experienced. I mean, and it was outside at an amphitheater and I could not believe the volume of, you know, noise that came out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some of that is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like I just don't understand it. I always, it's so bad. I mean, living in Boston, I carry earplugs anytime I go out. <laughs> because anytime you find yourself in a bar or restaurant, there's a good probability that it's going to be very loud, at least loud enough to cause me pain uh -huh. or make my ears ring the next morning. And oh, wow. <laughs> that, that's, that's hearing damage, you know? Yeah. That's, so I don't like that. But um, <laughs> all right, so you've got Kravitz tickets next week. I have Buddy Guy tickets next month. Fantastic. So, yeah, so Buddy Guy, he's an old uh, blues guy. I really like his music. I probably couldn't tell you uh, a lot of his songs. You know, a lot of blues, a lot of, you know, a lot of, they just, he's he's just got the sound. I just like his sound. There's mm -hmm. very little stuff I don't like. Uh, one song I know he did, that he does, Damn Right I Got the Blues. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but uh, he's coming to um, a theater a few towns away, and I was mentioning it to a friend of mine. Uh, I was having uh, dinner with her uh, a week or so ago. So where are you seeing him? I'm like, oh, it's at the Cabot. She's like, oh, at the Cabot. Yeah, friend of mine is the director there. <laughs> and I said, really? I said, could you get me get backstage passes? She said, probably. So <laughs> if you can get me got backstage passes, I've got tickets to Buddy Guy. So let's roll. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Maybe next, I don't know. I mean, if I don't, I don't care. You know, but hell, if, if, if I get to meet Buddy Guy, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Make me feel more memorable. <laughs> Very cool. 
Cool. Well, all right. I think we should put a bow on this. So uh, if you have some feedback that you would like to share with us, if you, uh, the best way to do it is to go to our website. Go to our Slack channel and. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Go to our Slack channel. That's great. Go to our website at blurringthelinespodcast.com and send us feedback there. You can also find me on Twitter. My handle is Nicolaitis and, um, that's N-I-K-O-L-A-I-D-I-S. That might be the first time in 101 episodes I actually took the time to spell my name out. On I know, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard you do that. At least, <laughs> at least the first time this year, anyway. <laughs> and if you want to hit Adam up on Twitter, he's at Sublime Comp with a P. And, uh, yeah, that's where you can find the two of us. And, um, yeah, we love getting feedback, criticisms, critique. If you have any of those, you can direct them to Adam. Um, if you've got positive uh, reinforcing, uh, you know, affirmations and stuff, you can send those to me. <laughs> and uh, with that, I think um, we should, uh, you know, just put a bow on this and push the big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.